I have had so many moms reach out to me and say, Chelsea Joe, how in the world do I get my family back on track? And all I have to say is, I hear you. One of the most important things that we can learn to do, yes, is to have plans in place and to have systems. But the reality is, is that life is always evolving. Things happen outside of our control. And even the things that are within our control still change. Yes, we can control our homes and whether or not they're clean and our children, if they're well-behaved, but everything is evolving, living, breathing creatures, humans, schedules, lives, the environment, just humanity. It's all changing. And sometimes it's very rapid. Sometimes it's abrupt. Sometimes it's unexpected. We all know what that feels like right now. And the most important thing outside of having plans in place and systems is to know how to get yourself back into a place where you're confident again. So today's episode is all going to be about my own personal experience through falling off the horse and getting back up again. I'm going to teach you the number one way and the number one thing that I use over and over and over again in my life through running a business, through having multiple children, through global pandemics, to everything in between. I know there's been a lot happening in in the world around us and even in our homes. And I'm going to talk to you a little bit about what's been going on in my home. And I want you to see this really impactful and profound way that I and Blaine and a lot of other incredibly productive and successful people managed to get through the struggle of change, of inconsistencies within structure and systems and how that impacts us in motherhood and in our marriage and trying to run a business. So what do you say? Let's dive into today's episode. Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. That's me. And this is a podcast for modern women who are eager to live with more meaning and less overwhelm. We're about to tap into some fiercely meaningful relationships, bang in organization and time management strategies, and a rock solid plan for our personal well-being with functional systems to those problems we all go through. Girl, if you feel like you're watching life go by from a window on the hot mess express, then it's time to roll up your sleeves, dig in, and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. Okay, so this episode comes to you from a really raw and honest place. And I'm just going to open up and say that I... I guess I fell off the bandwagon. I fell off the horse and I got a little trampled and I'm back on the horse again. And there's like ready to ride. And there's two things to this. First of all, that's completely, completely normal. Um, it is my, my joy and my business to teach other moms how to systemize their life, how to be productive, how to be intentional 
how to create more time and space for themselves so that they can pour into their marriage and their children and their calling. And the one part that I've never talked about on this show is what does it look like when that doesn't happen? And that didn't happen for me for the last week. Now, I thrive in an environment that is structured. And I would bet my life on the fact that most people do thrive with some type of structure, especially especially when they have children. Let me just put that out there. There are some people that don't have children. And when I didn't have children, that wasn't as necessary. But when you have kids... That's super important. And so it's been a week for me of not having that. And that is enough for me. That is enough for me coming outside of a world where we have consistency, where there is structure, where my emotions are stable, where my self-care is stable. Not having that for a week, being on the roller coaster of life up and down, emotions from myself, emotions from my kids, emotions from my husband, emotions from the world around us, all of that just being infiltrated into me for the last week is enough for me. It's really given given me a lot of insights to so many of you moms that deal with that week in and week out and week in and week out. And it is motivating me even more to hunker down and just pour out everything that I do every single day especially over inside my Facebook group. So if you guys aren't inside of my membership community, which is completely free, I host it on Facebook. You need to be over there because I'm extremely lit up about serving and actually helping you inside of the group. I want to foster a community where you're making connections, where you are encouraging other women and you are being encouraged by other women and me. All so that you can grow to feel confident and to be productive in your motherhood and in your business and in your home and in your life. So this experience that I've been through through the past week, I'll give you just kind of the digested version, is probably what a lot of you go through on a regular basis. Um, my my oldest, Frankie Joe, she's amazing. And um, she goes back and forth between me and her dad's house. And that's pretty consistent. But as far as Bailey May is concerned, if you guys hang out with me on Instagram, you will know that she's not been sleeping very well. She's going through the normal like three-year-old kind of sleep aggression that happens. But she also uh, decided that she was going to give her pacifier away. We've been talking about it for a long time. When I was a little girl, I gave my pacifier to the baby birds. And um, over on my mom's property, they have a lot of chickens and chicks right now. And she wanted to give her pacifier to the baby chicks. And so she did. She self-initiated after we had given her the idea. She self-initiated and we just ran with it. We didn't turn back. She's almost three. It is sorely affected the palate in her mouth. And we didn't, we just wanted it to be gone And so we did it and we knew it was going to be hard and it was, but after three nights, it seemed to do okay. Well, then another thing came, you know, with, with the inconsistencies, I sometimes I feel like when it rains, it pours, right? Well, my dad came to town and when my dad comes to town, he takes one of the bedrooms and my oldest daughter, Frankie, she sleeps with Bailey May and they love it. It's beautiful and it's amazing. And the girls bond and it's great, but I stayed in the bedroom 
until both girls fell asleep because Bailey Mae will stay up until midnight, keeping her sister awake. And if I lay with them, they both go to sleep in 10, 15 minutes. Well, guess what happened? Now Bailey wants me to sleep with her every single night. So we're going through this. And when, when our entire life and everything I teach inside of my course, Systemize Your Productivity, is all hinged upon setting up your schedule based on sleep hours. And when your kids sleep is completely inconsistent, a lot of things happen, okay? Their behaviors are horrible when they don't get enough sleep, which makes you frustrated, which makes your relationship with them extremely weakened because you're frustrated with them. They can't thrive. And then on top of that, you can't thrive because now there's no consistency. So we're focusing on that right now. And that means that there's been no no nighttime routine for me, which I teach heavily inside my course. There's been no morning time routine for me or my husband, which I teach heavily inside my course. And there's also been no midday section for napping, which I also teach heavily inside my course, is to have a, a time in your day where you can focus on you, where your kids can play independently so that you can run your business. It's okay for your kids to be able to play independently. Well, Bailey is transitioning out of actually sleeping into playing independently. So I've had zero consistency. On top of that, I launched a course. And as soon as my course launched, this entire nationwide movement of Black Lives Matter happened. And I am extremely, extremely passionate about social issues, about social justice, about um, a very diverse kind of equality. And the movement was important to me. My course was also important to me. My company is also important to me. And the amount of emotions that I grappled with throughout that week on how to promote social issues that are way more important than my course was very, very hard. Um, and it took me it took me a lot of tears. It took me a lot of coaching with my coach, Stephanie Gass, to be able to get through it. It took me a lot of prayer to be able to understand how I can be used, how I can change in myself to better the situation, even just within our home, how I can educate my kids, how my husband and I can become a better working team um, when it comes to black lives and what they experience and how we can acknowledge the problem, how we can help the problem, how we cannot be a part of the problem. And all that stuff was extremely heavy for me. And it made me not want to work on my business at all. When I had had plans in place for three quarters, so for three quarters of the year, so literally I have my years I have an entire year mapped out by quarter and every quarter breaks down into months and every month breaks down into weeks. And whenever you have the biggest week of your life for your business come into direct conflict with one of the biggest social movements I've ever seen in my life, it's just hard. And the the right answer for me was to focus on other people's lives instead of my own. But knowing how to do that in the moment was very hard. Dealing with my own selfishness and um, trying to figure out my own losses during during that time and and seeing so many other businesses being ridiculed for the way that they were or weren't or did or didn't. And just all of it was very, very heavy for me. And it derailed me. 
It derailed me pretty hardcore, which is why you guys are getting this podcast episode on a Thursday instead of a Tuesday. And here's the other thing that happens when we get derailed. You get discouraged and you think, oh man, well, (laughs) what's one or two peanut butter cups? It's not really going to affect my diet. So you eat one or two peanut butter cups. And then it's like, oh, dang it. I ate one or two peanut butter cups. I feel like crap. So now I need to eat two cookies to make myself feel better. And here you go round and round on this cycle of, well, I'm off course, so I might as well just do all the things that I want to do while I'm off course instead of getting back on course. And the resiliency that it takes to be able to stay the course is far more important than the strength it would take to be able to stay on the course the entire time. So here I am sitting in the middle of a week where all of this is happening and there's more. (laughs) There's so much more. My dad comes to town, so I'm serving another person, which is okay. I love it. I love to serve my family. I love to serve my dad. He's been um, a great help every time he comes. We built Bailey a new bed. We took on a huge project, a three-day project. So now my house is a mess because I've completely just my, my kids and getting this project done. That's all I'm thinking about. Food in mouths, get everyone to sleep, shower at the end of the day. We legit built with like power tools and lumber, a new bed for Bailey. We used pieces of her old crib. We repainted it. It's the cutest thing I've ever seen. Why did we decide to do all of this at the same time? We didn't. It wasn't a conscious decision. It just all rolled like that. Things happened. My course ended and then this movement happened. Then my dad was coming to town And then Bailey was done with her shush and she was still in her crib and she's learning to get out of her crib. And it just was like all this stuff happened at the same time. And on top of that, my husband is going through some major, major, major career shifts and movements. And he's looking and seeking for direction from God. And um, it's it's just a funny thing how sometimes... We're down at the bottom, and I know so many of you have either yourself lost jobs through quarantine and through the pandemic, or your husbands have, and your finances look different, your kids are home all the time, and nothing really seems right, and everyone's looking for normal. And you've reached out to me, and you've told me, How do I get back to normal? And the answer is you don't. And you won't. I was sitting with Bailey. (laughs) I could cry telling you the story. (laughs) And laugh at the same time. That just shows you the roller coaster I've been on, right? I'm high and low all the time. It will get better. But I was sitting with Bailey one night trying to get her to go to sleep. And Frankie Joe was in the room. And my dad was in the other room. And Blaine is downstairs. And all the things. And I'm exhausted because I've been building this bed all week. All weekend. And she was restless. And in her point of being restless. Because she's overtired. She whipped her head. And she headbutted me in the mouth. And instantly I got this huge fat lip. And you all know. <laughs> I don't spank my kids. And I didn't. But I could have I could have beat the girl. I was so angry. You know, like just wrestling with her to get her to sleep and to be patient, to be patient and to use kind words 
and to have kind hands the entire time is hard. It's hard and I'm exhausted, right? And I sat up from laying down and I was like, oh, and I just kept it to myself and a little tear rolled down my cheek and I thought to myself, can't we just go back to the crib and the pacifier? Please, God, can we just go back? I just want to go back to normal. But we can't. There are brighter and better days on the other side of the hard that you're in during the transition. The transition is hard. It's really, really hard. And here's what you need to know. Here is what I teach inside my course. This is what I do to keep myself from consistently veering off from the path that I know I'm supposed to be on. It's a phrase that Blaine taught me when we first got married. And it goes a little like this. Improvise, adapt, and overcome. So I'm going to unpack this with you quickly and tell you how you can apply it in your own life. Improvise, adapt, and overcome. And in that order, it's super important that you do them (laughs) in this order. So improvising, that's what we did for the last couple days. We didn't have a plan in place for Bailey not sleeping. I didn't have a plan in place for a pandemic. I didn't have a plan in place for what happens when a huge social movement happens right as I am trying to market the closure of my course and having an open cart and getting new students in. I didn't have a plan for any of that. So what did I do? I improvised. You get resourceful. You lean on the people around you. You take a moment to be quiet, to be still, and listen. You pray and you listen. You put your phone down and you don't look at what the world tells you and you don't even ask your friends in the text messages that you send them 12,000 times a day. You listen because you have the answers and you know how to improvise. You are resourceful. You're a mom. You have intuition. God has given you the ability to be so connected with the Holy Spirit. And all you have to do is listen. In order to listen, you have to be still. And that stillness with multiple children that aren't sleeping can be hard to find. But there is a way to do it. And if you're serious enough about getting yourself back into a groove, in a new groove then you're going to have to take the time to get serious about, I need a minute. Like mom needs a minute because if mom doesn't find her beacon, we're all lost. So we're a ship out at sea. Stuff's been crazy. Seas are all over the place. We're in a storm and I need a minute to find my lighthouse. Okay. And then when you see that glimmer of light, That is when you start to adapt. So you have improvised. You're finding a way to keep, to run your ship when the seas are crazy, right? When you've lost your lighthouse, you figure it out. And when the storm calms, 
then you can adapt and find your lighthouse and get on your way again. And then at that point, then you get to overcome, right? So when you're adapting, this is when you sit down and you put new plans in place. So I had to adapt very quickly last week, and I did. I adapted very quickly. I extended my offer to be open for a few more days because I needed a few more days. I let a few more people come into my course and have the bonus offer that I was offering a few days later than what I had originally planned. And so I adapted in that way. I improvised and I adapted and I overcame. I have new students. The whole thing is amazing. It is beautiful. And was it precisely what I had had planned? No, but that's okay because I improvised, I adapted, and I overcame the burdens and the stress and the fear and the worry and the change that happened to me. And with Bailey, we are adapting now. You know, there's been a couple days where we've had to improvise. I haven't had my schedules to work on my podcast. I've had some other work come up that's needed to be done. And so I've just been making making it happen. And now here we are. We are adapting. We've created a new plan that's going to help Bailey to thrive and that will help us to thrive. And we're going to have to adapt to what that looks like. So now in the morning, Bailey's going to be up much earlier than she was before. She's getting up earlier. She can get out of her bed. So one of the things that we're doing to adapt is an okay to wait clock. We have to train her on that. So that's going to take some time. We're also going to have to reconstruct what nap time looks like, what quiet time looks like. I'm adapting by making sure that she has specific baskets. So in the morning when she wakes up, one of the ways that we're adapting with the okay to wake clock is there's a 30 minute window where the clock turns yellow and she's allowed to play. And so I'm getting a yellow basket that has very specific toys in it that she's only allowed to play with when the clock is yellow. She's not allowed to play with them outside of her room. She only plays with them when her clock is yellow. And then when the clock turns green, we pick up the toys. I'm putting the toys away. And that can be an incentive for her. Toys that she's not bored with, things that she can look forward to. And we'll ride that out for as long as we can. And if she needs to get new toys during that time, that's cool. We can rotate those out. Toy rotations are amazing. So there's been a lot of adapting there. And... I still am in a space where I'm looking at how I'm going to have to adapt my morning routine. Right now, I'm actually still in the stage of improvising. And you just have to have grace with yourself during these shifts. You really have to. There's nothing that we can do about it. And and this is the, the quickest and easiest way to get yourself back into a new normal is learn to adapt. Be okay with improvising. Be okay with adapting. And be okay with overcoming and it looking different. In no way, shape, or form does your life right now look the way that it did when your kids are little. Do you know how much shifting and adapting you've done since then? A ton. So much. And there's no way right now that your life is going to look the same way that it's going to look in 10 years from now. You don't even want it to. So please don't be upset whenever things aren't normal. You don't want life to look normal. You just want to avoid the hard as often as possible. And I'm right there with you, but there's no getting around it. There's ways 
to stretch out the time in between when you're cycling from improvise, adapt, and overcome to make your overcome and, and the normal as long as you possibly can. That's what consistency and commitment gets you. But sometimes there are things out of your control that you really can't do anything about. And when that happens, you say, okay, God, you have other things for me. It's a beautiful thing that I have a three-year-old or soon to be three-year-old that I have a daughter that is growing up. That's part of the process. It's a beautiful thing. Is it hard? Yes. But would I want her to stay too forever? No, I want to see her flourish. I want to see her grow. And so there's going to be growing pains. There's going to be growing pains in your marriage whenever your husband gets laid off and inevitably has another better job for him in the future. Or when you get laid off or when your hours get cut or when your course launch doesn't go as well as you hoped it would. You improvise, you adapt, and you overcome. But if you're so caught up and always wanting to go back to normal, you're withholding yourself from the most beautiful growth that you could ever think to have. So here's what you're going to do right now. You're going to sit and assess, where am I at? Am I floundering? Am I all over the place? Are we lost? If so, figure out how you can improvise. When is the very next time when you and your husband can sit down and talk about a plan? When is the next time that you can do that? Is it five days from now? Is it tonight? Is it three days from now? When is that? Okay, this is gonna be your improvised period. You're gonna give yourself grace. You're gonna do whatever you can to get through from now until the time whenever you can come up with a plan. When you have a meeting with your husband, you have a meeting with your kids, you have a meeting with your family. I literally sat down and had a meeting with my almost three-year-old and my eight-year-old and my husband. I said, mom needs to talk. Can we all please sit down? No technology was anywhere to be found. We sat in the living room. Did Bailey know what was going on? No, but is she gonna grow to know that we have family meetings in the living room where she is? She has to sit and listen? Yes, she's gonna grow to know that. Is Frankie fully aware of everything that's going on and why we needed to have a family meeting? No, but pretty much. She's eight, she doesn't know why mom's at her wits ends, but we did talk about it a little bit. We sat down and we talked. Blaine was able to give his input. I talked about, mom's having a hard time. I'm struggling. I wanna be able to support all of you, but I can't right now because of A, B, C, and D. I can't because there's no consistency. Our routines are off. Our systems are not in place. It is a dang zoo up in here. (laughs) And for me to not be a tyrant, I need your support. I want you to tell me how can we work together so we had this family meeting okay so you needs to have a you need to have a date when you can all sit down and you can talk about what the heck is going to happen before you get to that day you need to know what is not working for you you need to know what is the problem why are you feeling frustrated why are you not able to run your ship for me it's that no one was going to bed at the right time my kids were going to bed at 10 o'clock at night i'm mortified that i'm even telling you that my kids go to bed at seven o'clock at night like this is what was happening for a week (laughs) and it was it's that's never it's not happening i I don't want to say that's never happening again but that isn't it was happening consistently and it was horrible So that was one of the problems. The other one of the problems is we were getting up in the morning. Beds weren't being made. Pajamas were still left on. 
hair wasn't done. So guess what happens when it's time to go somewhere? The house is a mess and no one is ready. So here's mom. You need the shoes and where is your this? And did you brush your teeth? Oh my gosh, you have dragon breath. Go brush your teeth. Where are my toothbrushes downstairs? And your toothbrush is supposed to be upstairs. And it's a hot mess. And it was literally a hot mess. And like, this is not my life. This is not my life. This cannot be my life. We won't do this. So these are the things that I brought forward very respectfully in our meeting. Okay. So when you're in that time before wherever you're at right now, and you get to the time where you have a family meeting, you're improvising. You're doing the very best you can and you're giving yourself grace and you're letting go of all the things that aren't you giving love and respect to yourself, to your husband, and to your children, okay? If you can't give love and respect to yourself, to your husband, and to your children and do the dishes, don't do the dishes today. And you tell your husband, I need some grace and we are going to have a meeting to be able to talk about this. What day would you would you want to talk about this? What day works good for you? And you sit down and you have a family meeting. Or you can just do it like me and just say, mom needs a meeting right now. Mom, mom's going to lose it. We need a meeting. Okay. And so then it took a couple days after we sat down and we talked about this of me reiterating it because I'm the one that is running the ship with all of the things in my mind. And so to expect everyone to just automatically jump and to do this new thing is unrealistic. So that's your improvise phase. Now, once you have a plan in place, that is precisely what I just said. And I'm going to say it again. You can't expect it to happen immediately. That is why it's called adapting. Everyone, including yourself, needs time to be able to adapt to the new plan. If you have little kids and any kids and even yourself, really, I'm going to just take the age range off of there. Everyone needs time and everyone needs grace. But your littlest of littles, like Bailey Mae, she's going to need a lot of support through the changes. Frankie Joe needs some support through the changes. Even though she's an angel baby most of the time, she still does test And she still does try and squeak out an extra 20, 30 minutes from us at the end of the day, just for the sake of it, you know? And it's like, what I need from you is I need you to have your nighttime routine done and in bed so I can give you 30 minutes alone with undivided intentional attention, right? So she's going to need a little bit of guidance on that. That is the adapting period. And once you get everybody to where, all right, this is moving like butter, then you're, then you've, you've overcome that. Right. And then that's when you just get to kind of write out and you get to do some smooth sailing for a little bit. And it feels amazing. Here's the disclaimer. When you get to the point where it starts to feel amazing, and maybe you're in you're in this space right now where it does feel amazing or maybe you cycle through this chaos to amazing from chaos to amazing over and over and over again and you're tired of the cycle and that's where you are you need to know and listen very very intently right now when you get into the overcome and you're writing out some smooth seas you've got to stay committed It's very easy for us to think, oh, well, it's been great. Let's let the kids stay up and watch a movie tonight. Okay, I'm all for that. But should you do that every night? No, you should not. 
You absolutely should not because that is what is going to get you back into this phase of complete and utter chaos where everyone is off track and you are a mess, just like I have been. Now, you want to save those moments in your life where things are a mess for things that are out of your control, for things that are unforeseen. You want to be able to predict as much as possible to keep yourself in smooth seas for as long as you possibly can. This is how you stretch it. You save the energy that is required to go through improvising, adapting, and overcoming for times when you have had literally no control over it, like a quarantine and all these other things that we've been through, right? Or even just spring break or summer break or sick kiddos or any of the normal things that happen. And if you've had a very long amount of time where things have been good and thing, your systems are rolling and your routines are happening and everyone's well fed because you've been meal planning and everyone's sleeping really well because you've been structured, then you're going to have the energy to be able to deal with change when it happens. So that's where I'm at. And I know today's episode is going to be incredibly impactful for you. And if you learned something, would you please screenshot this episode and share it in your stories? Tag me so that we can start to literally create a ripple effect so that we reach every other mom that is going through the exact same things that me and you are going through. That is the point of this podcast. So just think one more time how simple it would be to just click those buttons, screenshot, and share this in your stories. It would make me so, so happy to see who it is that's listening, to be able to connect with you, and to be able to grow the wake of this community. As always, it was so great meeting you here today, and I cannot wait to see you inside of my membership community over on Facebook. Click on the link in the show notes, and I'll see you there. Hey, before you go, if today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others. So please head over to iTunes, subscribe, then leave a review so more women can join our community too. And did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the women in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of this very podcast, tag me, and post it in your stories. What do you say we make a mighty breadcrumb trail for all the other women around us so we can make a change to the culture of how we care for each other and ourselves? I'll look forward to connecting with you over on Instagram. Until next time on Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe.